0: What's up guys? It's Michael Fleming coming at you with yet another episode of Find Your Voice where we talk about the continual improvement of the health, the wealth, and the relationships within your dental practice or dental service organization. And today I've got a very interesting topic for you. It's kind of on the heels of you know health as we talk about the continued improvement of the health, wealth, and relationships. This would be on the health vein, but really more towards the mental health. And I don't mean to... Uh, Talk about just mental health in the sense of like, you know, stressors, anxiety, things like that. But these are definitely things that create stressors and, anxiety, and, and, and anxieties and things that could potentially, you know, rattle you uh, and, and debase you. And, and the focus of this uh, podcast is really going to be how do we create certainty from chaos. And I'm using that, that language deliberately because uh, if you've ever listened to like Jim Rohn or Tony Robbins, they talk about, you know, core human needs and uh, a couple of those human needs being the need for certainty uh, as well as the need for uncertainty or variety. But uh, in this, in this uh, episode, we're going to be talking about certainty. You know, a lot of us crave certainty and especially when we're in an environment of, of continued chaos uh, and a lot of uh, continued uncertainty and a lot of uh, changing goals or dynamic expectations that are continually being changed and updated and modified. You know, it can create a lot of stress inside the organization. And, you know, I think one of the examples that I'm thinking of is uh, not just at the practice level, but also at the like DSO or support uh, organization level, where you've got other factors outside of just yourself or just your staff or just your practice. You might have uh, even competing feedback, such as uh, private equity uh, that's involved or other outside uh, influencers that are helping to craft. Uh, the expectations that are being held within the organization and what I wanted to, to kind of talk to is share some experiences uh, and some best practices with you that might help make your life a little bit easier and when i well, where I'm going with this and I've got a couple of stories that will kind of help drive this home but you know oftentimes when we're residing in this this field or force of chaos where things are just you know crazy you know I, I'm a pilot and for those uh, For those of you out there that are pilots as well, you know, we might know this is uh, flying behind the plane. You know, when things are happening a little too fast and all of a sudden we're kind of flying behind, the analogy being is like, man, we're not on top of our game and we're not really flying the plane, we're more along for the ride. Um, You know, another analogy for that might be uh, just when we're overwhelmed, right? When things are, too much is happening too soon and we just kind of reach that point where we sit back in our chair and we don't know what to do next, right? Where we've got uh, that 10 pounds. 10 pounds of shit in the 5-pound bag, for lack of a better analogy, uh, and figuring out which 5 pounds are going to make it into the bag this day. You know, sometimes it takes that that decision-making and that priority, but there's also that time. It's funny to tell these stories, you know, when we're calm, or it's funny to hear these stories when we're calm, or when we're having a cup of coffee, or, or when we're feeling on top of it. But it's not so funny when we're in the moment, right? When we're in the moment of overwhelm, when we're in the moment of stress, you know, oftentimes it's easy to shut down. And I know sometimes I've been, I've even been guilty of this, where I've got someone maybe on my staff or maybe one of my clients where they're really stressed out and you're like, you know what? Why don't you just take one chunk of that or one piece of that and start working towards it, taking that first step? And it seems so easy and so logical to be able to say that, and everyone that's even listening to this can nod their head and be like, of course, of course. You know, If we're gonna eat a whale, it, it, it starts with the first bite, right? We have to take the first bite or we have to take the first step. Uh, but when you're in that moment of overwhelm, when you're in that moment, it's not so easy, is it? Uh, I've told this story before, I'll tell it again. Um, for you, those of you that know me I like to surf and there was one day I was out the Oregon Coast, short sands uh, on the left hand side down the so- south side there's a nice little rip current that will take you out <clears throat> and one day I just jumped into this rip current for those of you that don't know what a rip current is that's the current that will take you uh, that's the current that will take water out so if you are envision being at a beach water comes up on the sand right and then at some point it has to Roll back out right but it doesn't just go down and roll underneath some of it does a lot of it does right but there's also these currents that are similar to rivers right that are on the surface and if you know how to read these you can use them to your advantage uh, to help get you out if that makes sense and so there was this old reliable (laughs) rip current that was along the rocks and you would just jump in that thing and you paddle out to the outside and then you ride in. And then before you know it, you jump back in that rip current. It's kind of like this automatic cycle, right? The waves push you in, the rip current takes you out, the waves push you in. I was out one day and there was this set that came through that was really heavy. And I got rocked, I got tumbled. And so, you know, I was paddling back out. And like, okay, you know, if you're going to ride a horse, you got to get back up on it. And I start paddling back out and I see this other set that starts coming in that looks a little bigger than I can handle. And I freak out out and what do I do I turned around and started to try and paddle against the rip current even though I know sitting here logically anyone who's out there surfing knows dude that's the last thing to do just paddle in and ride some white water in right but I got so freaked out and then of course I was stuck in my head and I was scared I got stuck in that fear and again once you're you're scared and once there's fear once that energy is pumping through your your veins all logic goes out the window Right, And so what I wound up doing is I wound up climbing on top of these rocks and walking back in. And my buddies were looking at me going, dude, are you okay? Like, are you like having a heart attack or something? And I was like, no, 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 I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm just uh, And I'm trying to make an excuse or whatever. <laughs> and then finally, you know, things kind of settled down. From the rocks, I jumped back in the water, took the rip, rip current back out, and rode one back in. But there was this uh, like three-minute period of like sheer panic where I just needed to get out. The reason I tell you this story is because there's so many times that I see in in the business world, uh, and the professional world, where where people will just get overwhelmed and it's a very similar energy or a very similar fear where they lock up and they don't know what to do. Uh, It might be an example of where they have competing expectations. So for example, uh, in a support organization so this could be relevant for like an office manager, this could be relevant for a director of marketing at a DSO, you know, someone who has, you know, different or, or has access to a lot of different types of producers or employees. Um, an example for like a director of marketing, for example, your job is to generate more new patients, right? But another competing objective is would be to save as much money as possible. How can you get your marketing spend down to as low as possible? And those are obviously competing metrics, right? If I'm trying to get as many new patients as possible, I need more gas to drive this car farther, but then I'm also being asked to save as much money as possible, and depending on which objective is more important at that time, more energy will go towards that, right, but there is times where, you know, both of them are important, and you're kind of getting yelled at on both sides, you know, the CEO might be yelling at you, like, I need more patients, I need more revenue, and the uh, the uh, CFO might be yelling at you "Is you're spending too much money, I need you to cut back. Right, And all of a sudden you're, you're in this conundrum of, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I have an answer for that. And that's why we're gonna be talking about this. And it really comes back to setting clear expectations and setting clear goals. And I know that sounds simple, uh, oversimplified, uh, like, oh, duh, really that's what we're gonna talk about is, is clear goals, but yes, absolutely. Setting clear and objective goals because when we reach that point, of stress or overwhelm, if we had the magic ability to pull out our, out of our back pocket what that current objective is, you could align your efforts to make sure that you're in that and it makes it so much easier. So for example, you know, if your quarterly objective, say you're uh, an office manager and your quarterly objective is to generate as many new patients as possible and that is your clear objective for that month or for that week or for that day or whatever that that time period is right but whatever that expectation is and imagine you have that written down on a three by five card and you can just kind of keep it in the back pocket and so then when it comes time where you have that day where oh my gosh the patterson's rep is calling and they need to collect money and oh my gosh you need to actually get on the phone and order more product and oh my gosh you need to jump on the phone with insurance because you got to go chase some money and oh my gosh there's someone there's three people that are calling to cancel their appointments and you've got these these plates that are that are spinning, right? If you've ever been to a, a Greek restaurant and they're spinning the plates, you know sometimes they'll get like six, seven, eight plates spinning at one time. Imagine that analogy here, right? Where you're spinning all these plates, but there reaches a point where one of these plates is more important than the rest, and that's that's where this analogy really helps you, right? Because if you reach in that back pocket, you pull out that three by by five card. When, again, it's that, it's that. oh my gosh, I've got that 10 pounds and only a five pound bag. Well, if only five pounds of this stuff can go in, which five pounds need to go? You pull out that card, and if your objective is the most new patients uh, this month as possible, well, at least now you know that part of that five pounds needs to be connected with this desired outcome, right? So that way you can point back to that, and that way you know that you're in line. And you might find that if you use this, that... Your superior, your your boss looks and says, well why are you spending so much time trying to generate new patients? you know we need you to chase the revenue cycle management. we need you to call on the phone with insurance. It's like, well because the last time you and I sat down and I asked you what is the most important focus for this day this week, this month, whatever that time period is, what I heard from you and what I wrote down here was that we need the mo- the most new patients. And it's like if you're able to pull that out, and they're able to say, well, yeah, 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 but I need this, this, and this. And it's like, well, that's great. But what I walked away with is the most important is the most new patient. So that's why I'm putting my focus here. If we need to, if we need to change what that is, that's fine. We can do that, but I'm just trying to, to seek clarity. I'm just trying to connect with the mission. I'm just trying to connect with what is most important. And the last time we spoke... It was new patients. And the reason I say this, it seems like such a silly story, but how many of you are in this exact same situation where you'll have, you know, uh, bi-weekly meetings or weekly meetings or, you know, meetings every two weeks, meetings every month, whatever that is, where you're going to sit down with your boss, with your staff, with uh, your board, whatever that, that mentor structure looks like to you, and you'll receive objectives, right? But then two days later, it seems like, the objectives have completely changed and they move from like marketing to operations or from operations to finance or from finance to whatever, you know what I mean? Where where all of a sudden it just seems to change and not only does it change, but it changes on a dime and it changes right now. And that's where your stress is coming from. That's where the overwhelm is coming from. That's where the inconsistency is coming from because if you feel, right? Again, we're kind of touching on your feelings. If you feel like you're in chaos, you're gonna put yourself there or you're going to allow yourself to continue to remain there right this strategy helps you create objectives and it helps you also pull out the objectives from your mentors right and connect with their mission right because that's that's one of the language that we always use at innovate is we're always trying to connect with our clients mission we're always trying to connect with what's important to them so in our arena right we, we deal with marketing and communications right so oftentimes You know we're trying to really figure out what is important to our clients and you know out of the gate we're always assuming that it's new patients and not just new patients but new revenue right but you'd be surprised there's a lot of different directors of marketing or office managers that have different metrics you know whether it's you know with like digital marketing is it clicks is it impressions. It, uh, is it uh, form fills? Is it phone calls from an ad? Is it uh, a click onto a scheduling widget uh, where they uh, the prospective patient can schedule themselves? You know, that was five different little metrics right there. And depending on who I'm talking to and when, you know, they are measuring different things. And that's why we're always trying to stay connected with what's important to you. Is it clicks? Is it impressions? Is it form fills? Because if we don't get that clarity, and we learn this the hard way, by the way, uh, is if we're coming out and we're like oh my gosh you know the number of clicks has gone through the roof but they come back and say yeah but the number of impressions have dropped. Oh you're measuring impressions and not clicks? Or, or we'll be looking at impressions and be, we'll, we'll take over a new account and be like oh my gosh look at the number of page, page views or impressions have skyrocketed. Yeah but the number of clicks have <laughs> dropped. right? Or we'll generate a ton of traffic and, and we'll get feedback on well that's not the type of traffic we were looking for. We were looking for this. And so having learned this over the last 16 years, what we've learned is really to connect with the expectations. And sometimes you'd be surprised. They may not have clear expectations. So in regards to you, your boss, your mentor may not know they might think all of it's important and it's like, man, I agree with you. But when it comes down to chunking this down or taking that first step, I need you to pick one, right? So on this digital marketing example, for example, you know, whether it's clicks or impressions or form fills or, or phone calls or scheduling widgets, whatever that is. Yes, I agree with you 100%. They're all important, but we have to take the first step. So, which one is more important than the rest? I mean, all of them are. This is like a. a I don't know if you've read Animal Farm. I actually had my son read Animal Farm uh, recently. It was one of the, uh, the things that, that uh, towards the end of the book, you know, all the animals are equal. Uh, that, that was written on the side of the barn, but towards the end it they, they changed it to say you know all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others <laughs> very similar here right all, all of these objectives are, are equal, right, but some are more equal than the others. We just need to figure out what 's most important to you right and then we can start chunking that down, and then we can move on to the next one. Uh, another fine example for uh, marketing this is totally relevant to marketing and I run a marketing company, so most of my analogies are going to be connected to marketing, but uh, keywords, everyone wants to show up on, on all of these keywords, right? But you can't just optimize for every keyword, right? You have to start with one. You have to start with three you have to start with five and then once you build on those then you can start to expand those keywords does that make it make sense so if you started working with us and you're brand new uh, and you're a dentist out of Dallas Texas right a general dentist out of Dallas Texas for example you know we need to start shoring up the the foundation of you know what do we start looking for we do that research is it is it Dentist in Dallas. Is it Dallas dentist? Is it dentist near me? Based on geolocation, where you're at, because we've had that happen before. Where you know we'll sit down and we'll have a doctor. that's like you know I Google uh, a Dallas dentist, and you know I'm on page three. I need to improve that. And we're like boom, we're on it, and so we'll start our work. We, all of a sudden, we improve. We get uh, we get Dallas dentist uh, for that keyword string up to page one in the top three, and man, we're, we're like high fiving. Uh, and then we'll have a, a conversation with them again. And he's like, Man, what's going on? And it's like, Oh man, what, what do you mean, what's going on? Well, I just Googled dentist in Dallas and I'm on page three still. It's like, Well, no, no, no. You had us optimized for Dallas dentist, not dentist in Dallas. And you see what I'm saying? And that's that that matters, right? And it's again, it goes back to, is, and I hope you're laughing because we've literally had that happen multiple times. And it's like, Dallas and dentist is not or Dentist in Dallas is not the same thing as Dallas Dentist. And even though in your mind, the human mind, it's incredibly similar and it's like, well, of course it's the same for a human mind, right? But when it comes to that machine mind and optimizing for that, it ain't the same, (laughs) right? And so it's back to your world. you know, How many times are you having similar conversations where you, you feel like you're connecting with the mission, you start to embark on that mission and then all of a sudden you start getting yelled at because they want you focused on something different. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you wanted me focused on generating as, as many new patients as possible. Uh, yeah, 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 that too, but I need this, this, and this. It's like, whoa, 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 that's not what we talked about, and that's what it really comes down back to is how do we respectfully say, whoa, 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 what do we focus on, right? And how do we drill that down, right? Because again, all of these things are important. But some are more important than others all these things are equal but some are more equal than others right back to the animal farm analogy right so very similar it's just getting those expectations and 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 at first it's gonna feel odd because you're forcing someone to actually think and so you're what you're gonna find is you might get a little bit of pushback but don't be afraid of it it's okay it's a natural response because in your effort to seek clarity you know, you might be like, well, I don't know. They're, they're all important. The first interaction might be, that's okay. You know, I just wanted to kind of plant that seed. You know, I was focused on this, so I misunderstood, no big deal. You know, now I know you want me more focused on, you know, revenue cycle management and collections of insurance. And at that point, they are either gonna be like, yeah, 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 that's, that's really important. Or no, 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 that's not what I meant. I really do want the new patients, but you know, the other's important as well, right? And, and figuring out, well, so it sounds like, you know, new patients is number one and revenue cycle management or collections is number two. Does that sound about right? And you're either gonna get a yes or a reassignment of priorities. But all of this, you know, this two minutes of work, this 60 seconds of work, this 30 seconds of work of you to have that conversation creates the opportunity for clarity so that the next time something comes up like this, you've got that reference. You literally have A, the list of what's important, and B, like, how how it ranks out in importance what's number one what's number two what's number three because every single one of us has that 10 pounds right so we'll we'll change it from 10 pounds to 10 tasks right every single one of us has 10 very important things on our plate at any given day right and so how do we look at this because here's the deal of those 10 things that need to get done every day and we use the five pound analogy and say only five of them can get done. If only five can get done today, do, we, do, do you understand which five are most important to your mentors? Because right, I think that's where the, the, this completing this circle in this conversation is the chaos exists when your efforts aren't in line with your mentors expectations, right? When you're not connected with their mission, that's where chaos exists because you'll think that you're connected with their mission because here's the deal guys in addition to our paycheck the next best thing if not the better thing than our paycheck is the high five or the attaboy right it's the acknowledgement of a job well done we all do it we all crave it we all want it we all need it we all love it we all love it more than the paycheck excel itself we love the high five we love hearing that we've done a great job we love hearing that we've been a good contributor to the organization we love that right we love connecting with that and that's what I'm trying to help you do is connect with that energy so that we're able to start working in alignment with our mentors expectations and once we can connect with that then we can start a removing chaos and creating certainty but then b even above and beyond and slingshotting it to the other end of the spectrum moving from chaos not only to certainty but then to the other end of acknowledgement and promotion and gratitude right imagine if you were able to get in alignment with your mentors expectations and you start nailing it and then they feel like you're connected now all of a sudden you're the right hand person right the right hand man the right hand woman the right hand person you are in the passenger seat with them now, and, and you're now riding side by side. Does that make sense? And I think that's where, you know, the reason that we're talking about this is I see so many people that are struggling, and it, the only reason they're struggling is because they're not taking the 30 seconds to get clarity from their mentor. They're not taking the 60 seconds to get clarity from their mentor. They're not trying to figure out the priority of what's most important right now because that's going to be the other thing too guys these things change <clears throat> right when you because that's murphy's law right and i'm sure you've every single one of you have had moments where you do get the high five you do get the attaboy you do get the oh my gosh you're doing such a great job and then you're like boom mic drop we're good we're killing it but then three days later all of a sudden things have changed and it's like whoa whoa, whoa. what happened like one minute i'm killing it the next minute i'm not like what happened well, it's because the expectations changed. It's because the climate changed. It's because the environment changed. It's because oh my gosh, cash flow, cash flow restricted. Now we need to move to to different priorities, right? Oh, you know, your your top priority used to be generating new patients, but now we realize that we've got no available. I can't place them anymore. Like people are now, if someone calls in for a new appointment, like we're gonna have to put them two months out. Now all of a sudden, we need to change that to cash flow. Uh, revenue cycle management, you know, collections from from insurance, whatever that is, right? And then you move on to oh my gosh, we need help with you know managing inventories, right? Managing stock, uh, you know, things like that. Or there's human resources. Or there's you know we need to hire. Oh, we need a hygienist. oh, All these other things, right? And it continues to change, right? So it's it's this continual effort, the continual improvement, right? You're never done. And I think that's that's an important part to realize as part of this whole equation as well, is that it's day to day, it's week to week, it's month to month, you know, year to year, we have to stay on our toes, we have to be resilient, and we have to be kind. And we have to be patient with people, right? Because you might get daily objectives, right? Where yesterday was new patients, man, but now we gotta save money on marketing. And the next day might be, now we need to be on the phone hustling down money from insurance, and now we need to be on the phone with the Patterson rep to how do we bring our costs down? And how do we get in touch with our lab to get better service? And next, you know what I mean, on and on and oh my gosh, you know we just lost a hygienist. Oh my gosh, we just lost an assistant. Now that becomes top priority. There's, there's these this cycle of top priorities, right? And what's the top priority for yesterday isn't necessarily the top priority for today, and what the top priority is for today isn't necessarily what's going to be the top priority for tomorrow. And so it's staying connected with the mission, staying connected with your mentor, and and running like. And this is language that my business partner and I use all the time at work is running towards it I see so many people run away from conflict run away from confusion run away from the opportunity to get clarity just to maybe let shit settle you know maybe if we just like stay over here for a second all that shit storm will settle and then when it settles once the dust settles then we can kind of pick through that my challenge to you might be hmm <clears throat> what happens if I run towards this as fast as possible and diffuse the bomb before before it goes off. Does that make sense? Run towards it. Uh, that's because that's one of our, our mantra, one of our goals is even if we know we're gonna get egg on our face, even if we know you know, we're gonna get blown up, we always answer the phone call because if we don't, we know it's just going to build if it's a problem, right? Same with the sales call. If we don't answer the phone, we, can, we can't sell anything. It's the same thing. We always run towards it. We always answer a phone call. We're always there, whether it's gonna be a good interaction or a bad interaction, we always run towards it as fast as possible. That way we can at least assess what's happening and, and start moving towards its resolution as soon as possible. And that's one thing that I would challenge you to do as well is run towards it. If you have any problems, any opportunities, any confusion, any conflict, just run right towards it and figure out you know what can I be doing right now to take one step closer towards its resolve. And again, when we sit down to eat a whale, you gotta take the first bite. You're not gonna be able to eat that whale in one day. You're not gonna be able to eat that whale in a week it might take you five years but it all starts with one bite and where did that whale analogy come from is that like a Shell Silverstein analogy I, th- I think it might be but keep going back to that but I hope that makes sense that's my challenge to you is to move from chaos towards certainty is to connect with your mentor's expectations and with their mission and once you're able to do that then you're able to start working towards that Keep your sense of humor, know that, just know that it's gonna change. Just know that right when you start to get momentum and you're like, oh my gosh, my life's getting easier, that the the target's gonna change, the goal's gonna change, and be resilient with that. But on the other end, if you're sitting and wondering and spinning in this uncertainty and always like just am wondering, oh my gosh, how do we even get in touch with it? It's because you're not connected. With your mentor's expectation Or your mentor's mission And maybe they're, maybe you're not connected with it Because they don't have a clear one And this creates that opportunity for you to start speaking the same language Of you know What is my What is my top focus for this week What is my top goal Like if I were looking to get a high five from you uh, For a week well done What would that week look like What should I be focused on And you might get I don't know And that's a great answer because it creates the opportunity for them to start creating what a good job looks like right and it creates the opportunity for you to kind of spin it around and be like oh man I know you don't know but if you had to guess you know what are a couple of things that I could be focused on just to to start working towards that and that's that's a, a trick I use with my kids a lot too I know you don't know but if you had to guess what would you what would you think <laughs> I'm watching what will happen they know they know it's just a lot of people don't they they aren't specific and they and they won't use that because then all of a sudden once they set that target set that goal um then it's they feel like it's in concrete and it doesn't have to be you know we know that that goals can change we know that you can have there's multi-facets in any business right there is the accounting finance marketing human resources, operations, you know, all of these different things that are that are running concurrently at any one time. And we all know the focus has to shift between all of those all of the time. And so it's really just trying to figure out of all this chaos, you know, how can I be adding value and bringing it down to the five pounds that I'm working with today? I wanna make sure that I'm working on the right five pounds, right? Because there's nothing worse than it's five o'clock on a Wednesday and you're pumping your arm because you're like, dang, I killed it. And then your boss is yelling at you because of, you know, something that you didn't even know was a priority. And then all of a sudden it just sucks the life out of you, sucks the energy out of you. And you're like, I didn't even know that was on your radar, which is why it wasn't even on my radar. Does that make sense? So seeking clarity, connecting with your boss's mission and keep your sense of humor be patient. Those are the big things right now. That's going to be your desire. That's your desired outcome. That's your homework. Get a three by five card, figure out what that desired outcome is, figure out what that goal is, write it down, put it in your back pocket so that you can reference it at any one time, right? And then you can move forward from there. Does that make sense? Give it a try. Shoot me an email. Let me know how it goes, because this is the kind of stuff that I do with myself, with my clients, and it works great. I wanna see how it's working for you. I wanna, I want you to get out there and break it. I want you to start getting that clarity, start working towards that, get out there and break it and give me the feedback to see, like, man, what parts of this was working? What parts of this went sideways? What parts of this were great advice? What, what kind of, what parts of this was bullshit and everything in between so that uh, we can craft better stories and, and craft better plans for other people down the road. Cause not only is this something that, you can use right now to make your life easier but it's also something you can start to share with your employees as well right if you're an office manager maybe this is the one podcast that actually turned you into a better goal giver right so you for your 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 hygienists or your office managers or your assisting staff maybe it gives you the opportunity to give better more clear goals for them does that make sense because it goes both ways it's not just receiving right Uh, that often you know i kept it focused towards the mentors because that's often how we're going to get the most grief but it also goes the other way how much easier could your life be how much happier could you be towards your employees if your employees were able to connect with your mission right if they're working towards your mission all of a sudden you're going to start giving high fives because they're doing exactly what you were hoping they would. Does that make sense? Give it a shot. Let me know how it's working. Have an amazing day and uh, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Take care.